Welcome, listeners, to our patron-requested review of The Sultan Sea. Tom Van Allen or Danny Parker. Maybe you can decide who I am. Keep your eyes open. Nothing is as it seems. That's as good a place to start as any. The mad world of the tweaker. The land of the perpetual night party. I am in Diognetus' hash. Oh, you got the 411 on your good old boy. Pumped 57 slugs into a police informant. He thinks that, that you might work for the police. My name is Tom Van Allen. Everything that you said is a lie. Your name's Danny Parker. His wife was murdered in the So Salt the Sultan Sea, released in 2002. Starring yeah. Belle Kilmer, Vincent D'Onofrio, Adam Goldberg, Louise Guzman. Those are the big four players there, isn't it, Dean? Can you think of anyone else? Yeah, I mean, is that a joke? This is like one of the all-time greatest casts, isn't Sometimes. it? Hmm. Who else can you name? So Besides Anthony LaPaglia. Anthony LaPaglia? Come on, he's huge. Peter Sarsgaard? Yeah, all right. What else? Deborah Kara Unger? Who's that? Uh, it's the chick from the game. Uh, I can't remember the game that much. Okay, BD Wong. Is that BD Wong? Yeah, BD Wong wow. from Jurassic Park and Mr. Robot. Man, I didn't even Ali put that together. Ermi has a cameo. Oh, what are you going to cameos for now? I mean, he's in the movie. Well, I don't name the entire cast every time, do I? Except if it's a massive ensemble. Danny Trejo. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm serious. The, the, the people in this film are ridiculous. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're stretching it there with the the people in this is ridiculous. Okay, I'm just looking through the cast and I'm debate. Apparently, Meatloaf is in this movie. Did you see Meatloaf? I saw Rosario Dawson. You did not. I definitely did. You did not. You read that she was in there in the trivia, no, and now you're going to no. claim that you saw her. Get the fuck out of here. No, here's what I did. I saw her and I'm like, is that Rosario Dawson? Nah, it couldn't be because I would have seen her on the cast list. Nah, it's not her. And just didn't think about it. And then it came up on the trivia. I'm like, well, I guess I was right. I mean, what was Rosario Dawson's like rise to fame? Was there a role? I feel like, she, wasn't she in Alexander? Yeah, Alexander, she was like 2004. one of the- Yeah, one of the big ones. Sin City, what year was that? 2005. Okay, so yeah, okay. Maybe Alexander was a big breakout. She was probably in some. She was probably in some American like teen drama or something. I mean, do you want me to look it up? I mean, I'm literally filibusting right now whilst I look it up myself. <laughs> look at you multitasking. Men in Black Two, uh, Pluto Nash, Twenty Fifth Hour, and then Alexander. I mean, yeah, she really she was in a lot of bad films. Anyway, moving on. Stop getting so sidetracked, Endo. 
<laughs> so let's look at the plot here. After a man has a tragic accident, he drifts into a world populated by thugs and speed junkies. It's very, very, very simple, I guess, that plot summary there from IMDb. Is that literally all the plot summary says? Yeah, one word. Well, one, one word, one, one sentence. Word. Yep, one <laughs> sentence. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, they're not wrong. No, they're not. Directed by DJ Caruso. You heard of this guy before? His first film, Hendo. It is. Can you name any of his other films without looking up information? I mean, I can't wait to tell you all of the other films <laughs> that I can scroll, name scroll, scroll. <laughs> I Am Number Four, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Have you seen I Am Number Four? I have. I didn't like it. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not very good. Eagle Eye. Have you seen that one? I have. I, uh, I think it was okay. I can't really remember it too much. And his fourth known for, other than the Salton Sea, is Nick of Time with Johnny Depp. Mm. And that was as a producer, so that wasn't yeah. even director. Jesus. Uh, so, in short, in short, no. I, I cannot no. name anything. No, I don't blame you. What about this name, though? Music by Thomas Newman. You heard of this guy? Without looking it up. <laughs> uh, no, I can't say I have. I'm surprised we haven't spoken about him yet. This is a 15 Academy Award nominated composer. Wow. I mean, come back to us when you've won something, eh? Nominated 15 times and won 15 times. <laughs> oh, if only. No, nominated 15 times, won none. Let's have a look at some of his uh, scores that he was uh, nominated for. Shawshank Redemption. That's good. 1994 Little Women. Not as memorable. American Beauty, Road to Perdition, Finding Nemo, Wally, Skyfall, Bridge of Spies, Passengers, and most recently, 1917. Ah, so we would have mentioned his name then in our Oscar draft. I don't think we did an Oscar draft. Didn't we? For this, no, not, not like that. Not We didn't draft everything. Gee, I bet if we could go back in time knowing uh, how ridiculous this year's Oscars are going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you I mean, is there, a chance, is there a chance they say, don't worry about it? If no new movies came out in the cinemas for the rest of this year, would they just say, all right, we'll leave it? Or would they actually take the films from the start of this year? I don't know where I saw it or if I heard it, like a, a rumor or something. They might even do like a 2020, 2021, like joint uh, Oscars, just put them together. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think that would be better because yeah. to, have, to have some, you know. To have the, Bad Boys for Life win Best Picture I mean, would be uh, incredible. No. <laughs> no, but it would it would just be so... Uh, with a giant asterisks next to every single yeah. winner. Yeah, definitely. So, Cinematography by Amir Mokri. Didn't know too much about this guy. He did the cinematography for Man of Steel, Lord of War, and Transformers Age of Extinction. Okay, fair enough. It's understandable. You don't know much about him then. So writer Tony Gayton said that the script to this movie was not written to be produced, but to be a writing sample. He did something wild and experimental so that he could show the producers so he could get other work. He was actually pretty surprised when Castle Rock wanted to produce the film. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure why he thought that this wouldn't want to get made. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's original. It's different. A lot of actors did uh, extensive research uh, into their roles here. We had Val Kilmer... I researched his role by spending time with drug abusers in Riverside uh, in the greater Los Angeles area. That's pretty much where you would go to first. Yeah. Do you reckon these drug abusers get paid for their, you know, experiences? I mean, I thought I'd figure Val Kilmer would pay them for his, for his time. Knowing full well what this money will be spent on? Mm, yeah, it's a little, little grey, that area there. Maybe they're paying for their, like, rehab or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, unlikely. <laughs> we have Peter Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yeah. It's Sarsgaard. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I said I, it twice. I spent the entire time writing my notes as Skarsgaard, only to look yeah. him up and have it be Sarsgaard. 
I mean, I reckon I've said Skarsgård a hundred times on the podcast. Is it? Are they all? Are we talking about like Stellan Skarsgård? Is he related to those guys? I mean, I've always thought they were related. Alexander Skarsgård. Maybe he's like a Sarsgård, and maybe he's like a distant cousin. Uh, I mean. Oh my God, Stalin is Stalin Skarsgård. There you go. No <laughs> relation here. Wow. Yeah. So this guy, he grew a mullet over a three-month period for the film, and during the time, he also went to Crystal Meth Anonymous meetings and various juvenile halls. So there's a there's a better way to do your research. Is actually go and look at people who've, who've been addicts in the past and can share their experiences. I mean, wouldn't you rather see like the as it's happening sort of experiences as opposed to a reformed addict? Trying to remember what it was like back then for him. If you're paying them, I think you'd want to pay the uh, the recovering addict. I mean, not not the current addict, obviously. But in regards to actually getting the best information for research purposes, I feel like you'd want current users, wouldn't you? No, I disagree. I feel like anyone who, like, not anyone, but some people who are recovering no, addicts have, has obviously gone through a lot of shit and they might have some more crazy stories to tell. I mean, I see your point, but I feel like the day-to-day behaviour of an addict would be much better in speaking to an addict, not someone who used to be an addict. But they were an addict at a point, so they would be able to tell you those stories. Yeah, stories is one thing. You can actually see them played <laughs> out. Look, I think either way is fine. Sure, but mine's better. No, it's not. Val Kilmer spent up to three hours a day in the makeup chair to place all those fake tattoos on his arms, chest, and back. That tattoo on his back, my God, that is a that is a sight. Do, are you a fan? I didn't mind that tattoo. It was good. It's fine. It's a bit too colourful yeah. for me. It's no, it's got no, it's got no DC on it, so it's not a fan. Not, you're not a fan of that one. So Vincent D'Onofrio, hey, he uh, he purposely mouth breathed during the entire production to create a unique timber and respective speech patterns. He then added a nose squeak after finding that some people who lost their nose secondary to trauma or cancer produce a high pitched sound after completing certain sounds. He's getting deep into his research. How the hell do you deliberately put on a nose squeak? Do you reckon he like shoved one of those kids' whistles up his nose? That's the only thing I can think of. Because that's how I do it, and you didn't think yeah. of it. I did. Well, bravo to you then. (laughs) So Warner Brothers was not very comfortable with the significant drug content and especially the JFK assassination sequence. And they initially wanted an edited version of the film for a wide theatrical release. But in the end, the scenes remained, but the film was only given a limited theatrical release. That might have actually, uh, not actually, it would have definitely punished the box office here because this film had a budget of $18 million and only grossed $1 million. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That is, that's terrible. Yeah. Limited release only, so it didn't get to too many theatres. It was released uh, in Canada on the 12th of February in 2002 for its first release with a runtime of 103 minutes with a tagline of, if you're looking for the truth, you've come to the wrong place. I mean, surely if, yeah, tagline's fine. Surely if the question is full wide release plus, you know, the studio promoting it versus but you need to take out one scene with JFK versus, you know, what actually happened. Surely you take the scene out and just do some sort of director's cut later on. I mean, the scene is not that good, let's be honest. I mean, the scene's okay. I don't. Th- I, do you think that even with a th- like a wide release, it would have made its money back? In a limited, it made a million. What, what would it do for a wide? What, four? I mean, for the sake of one scene, $3 million? Like, yeah. And uh, since when does this first-time director have so much say over it? Like, surely the studio would be like, uh, fuck you, we're doing what we want. I don't think it's the director, I'd say it'd be the producers. The producers, the money men, the men yeah. who are literally there just to make money off it. Say, no, we don't like money. <laughs> we know we're going to lose the money, I don't <laughs> care anymore. But let's look at some scores here. Rotten Tomato Critics give this a 64%. 
saying a slick Tarantino-inspired movie that is not for everyone. The Rotten Tomatoes audience score, however, give it an 82, much more favourable than the critics. Unlike Metacritic, though, give it a 41%. Damn, that's low. Yeah, Metacritic are always, I don't know, they're always really low in comparison to everyone else. They, they're they very harsh at Metacritic. Letterboxd have it at a 3.2, and IMDb currently have it at 7.1, over 29,000 ratings. So a bit all over the shop then. Yeah, it's uh, quite, quite a mixed bag of results there. But this is a patron-requested review, and it comes to us from our awesome patron, Mr. David Powell. So thank you very much for this one, buddy. Thanks, David. All right. I'm curious to see what you think of this film overall, Dean. Let's get into it. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on at patreon.com slash themoviejourney. And we've got over 70 bonus episodes over there, including film series such as the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino That's right, there's also tons of benefits over there Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular Exactly, you can also shape the show the way you want it to be By telling us what films you would like us to break down And Dean said it's spot on patreon.com slash themoviejourney Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer And we thank you once again for checking us out Thanks y'all 